Baby girl, won't you come and hold my hand? Won't you come and chill out with the Virgo? Hey girl, just come and hold my hand. Won't you come and just chill with the Virgo? Sipping on Merlot, you ain't gotta be my girl though. I drop you off at Willoughby and Merlo. Smash with the Virgo, ain't got to take a shirt off. You see me convince your homegirl. belated birthday Kathy what did you do for your birthday during quarantine I actually had a social gathering ain't gonna lie I had a couple of friends over cooked some food had some ice cream cake so we'll see we'll see tell us us how many people you had over I had over four people okay okay that's a little high for me but you know I I think I have gathered with these folks during the quarantine already. Okay. So, I don't know. One you live with, right? Your fiance. So, that's one. Mm -hmm. And so, okay, we'll count him as not an additional person because you guys have been Well, that's fun. I mean, I've been seeing all these like Zoom birthday parties, you know, a lot of people have been doing the Zoom happy hour for their birthday. A lot of Zoom fitness, Zoom party. Yeah. Zoom happy hour, Zoom meditation session. Podcast. We're here. We're joining in. Potting, you know, Zoom therapy, like it's all Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Yeah, Zoom, 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 Zoom. I remember that Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Made my heart go boom, boom. My super. Right. Come on in, Zoom. Come on in, Zoom. Come on, Come in on Zoom. Zoom. Right. Everybody got their own version of Zoom right now, <laughs> obviously. And no one is connecting. It's like, I don't know which one Sydney's thing, but I do know the one that Kathy just said. Yours is Monster, I think. Monster Kitty. That's yeah, mine was Xenon girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. classic. Uh, I have a very Xenon esque outfit that I don't know why I bought it, but I bought it from Fashion Nova. Hmm. They get yeah. you every time. Is it something latex? No, it's like I don't know how to describe the material. I've always called it like the swishy swashy material. Oh, yeah, I call it that too. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> it's like monochromic. It's really, really cute. So cute. After quarantine, you might be able to pop out. From like being out in these streets. I feel you. Now you're taking care of that skin at home, huh? Right. Supermarket runs, right. What can we do but drink water and... Right. I'm looking pale, you know? I'm looking and moisturized. I'm looking like... You're looking dewy and pale. Dewey. Oh, that's yeah, very good. Thanks. I put concealer on today, guys. Okay. I rolled out of it. Bright eyed and bushy tailed for you ladies. <laughs> yes. So the bright eyes and the bushy tails. So thankful I got my hair braided before shit shut down completely. <laughs> I wish I did, because, um, actually, no, I don't wish I did, because I've been just putting it in 
a little twist out and then just leaving it alone. I took it off for my birthday. I had a really cute twist out, but it's like the last time Shayna, the same day, it just like exploded. Two hours later, it was like an afro. Your hair looks so nice and thick though. Thank you. Yeah, it's getting really thick. I'm really happy about this. And you trimmed it recently. Yeah, and then I trimmed it again. Nice. All of my dead ends, I just got rid of them. I was like, well, what am I holding on? Right. You know, they're not holding you down, so you got to get rid of them. And my edges grew back. So since all we have right now is memory, the icebreaker today is what's been your happiest memory this past year? You're asking me? Both of us. Asking this past like, 2020 or? Yeah. I mean, when someone asks you what's been your happiest memory this past year, that would be, I guess, 2020, right? Like, uh, I thought it would be like from April 2019 to now. Yeah. Yeah. That would be like the past year. Yeah. So the happiest memory this past year. Okay. Probably my happiest memory was when I wrote a grant application and I got the grant. That was probably my happiest memory from the past year. Like that was something that was really big for me. I don't win contests. I don't win awards. Like I don't really win things a lot. So to win the grant, to go to Africa, hopefully one day. <laughs> um, that was definitely my happiest memory of the past year. Awesome. It was supposed to happen in the end of May, but what what part of Africa would you be going to? Senegal. Oh, nice! I was just looking at some pictures, and it's, it looks beautiful. Yeah, it looks absolutely gorgeous. Like I've heard, like it's one of like the best countries in Africa. I have heard that as well. I. One of the richest as well. What about you, Kathy? What was your best memory? I can't really pinpoint a single point in time. Last year was a really good year for me. Like, literally starting in April, I just traveled all last year. And that was, like, my plan. Um, so I, like, I think I, let me see. So I just finished dental school in 2017. Um, 2018, I did a residency, so I was broke. So by 2019, I was, like, established for the most part. And I was, I was actually making a lot of money. Um, and so I was like, well, you know, like, let's let's live our best lives. So I just kept traveling. I, literally every month I was going somewhere. And I don't know. Like, let me see. If I could pinpoint a single memory, it would be of New Orleans. I really, like, enjoy being Black. Woo, girl, say it again. <laughs> that wedding was dope. That wedding that I went to was amazing. I love black subcultures. Like black is just being black is so amazing, right? Because we got black, and then there's just like different divisions. You're like, oh my god, because you all still can like relate. You know what I'm saying? We can all still relate. And um, that wedding that I went to in New Orleans was just so cultural, and like the the vibes of New Orleans, it just had its own little culture. And I've always wanted to go there. I love. Um, Louisiana is cursed, but otherwise, I'd go back down there. 
Yeah, I definitely want to visit again and, more, you know, multiple times. I feel like the time that I had there, I had a really awesome time within context. Like, I had some health shit going on that prohibited me from really getting fucked up like I wanted to and just really, like, letting loose. But I still had a sober good time. So that's how you know it's fun when you're just, like sober and loving it <laughs> and fully locked in right yeah, i'm trying to like get fully locked in and just go ham but that's cool all right Shayna, what's yours so many good moments travel moments with different groups of friends and one of my happiest moments was when i was at my good friend christina's wedding and we were dancing at the reception. There was just not a care in the world. We didn't think about anything. We just was really like dancing the night away, acting completely foolish on the dance floor. It was so much fun. I had Bunny last year. That was actually a happy moment too. I feel like I kind of remember that because you were posting him like he was way smaller than, and you had that little whatever bag that was, you guys went on a trip and you were posting all these pictures of like the little, <laughs> the little baby right. puppy in the little bag and all that. I'm like, she is hype for her puppy. Like, I mean, he's so amazing, but like, even like this quarantine, like I like, I'm so happy I have him because I get a little lonely and um, my fiance actually works like literally every single day so he's an essential actually when I think about it like I said I could go on and on about moments that were fun but the other was um Coachella last year Danny and I crashed the parties with Damo everything was just up in the air nobody had any plans it was just like we're going to this party oh and that party and this party like it was just super fun because it was just the typical Cali thing like going in somebody's nice home open bar for days. But last July, when we were celebrating Damo's party. At her apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Apartment, like, and we did the whole Still can't even believe. Like the private bus ride and all that. Yeah, that was so fun. And I can't even believe that I did that because I'm pretty sure that I like took all these sick days or like called out of work. <laughs> I feel like I just like did some real wild finesse to even get out there. But I was like, I am not missing this. I am going like no matter what, no matter what, I'm there. I like bought all these clothes at the last minute, like and ran out there. Like I remember I didn't have, I either didn't have the money for it or I just didn't have time to order like new chucks or anything like that. So I remember throwing my shit in the washing machine like the night before my flight just like trying to figure out how to get a little look together to go out there but I was that was also a really good time so much fun I know and she had like good events like you know Damo that crazy Dom yeah so okay that's great well those are some good nice memories we got more memories to talk about though right Shayna we do and that brings us to what where are we now this is 26 well, this is 26, Kathy. We've been going through the whole decade, but you just caught us on year 26. And you recount your birthday celebration that you had that year and then describe that year for you in one word, one adjective. Or it doesn't have to be an adjective, I guess, but like one word. So my 26th year? 
Yeah. So like when you turned 26, what was your birthday celebration like? And then how could you surmise that whole year? I'll go first while you think. Because okay. like one, one, I don't one of them years we were both like, what did I do for my birthday? I have no idea. So when I turned 26, this was when we went to Napa, Napa Valley. I am pulling up the year just so I can have a little photo recognition here. That trip to Napa looks fun. Yes. Okay. So the trip to Napa was super, super cute. We stayed at Jamie's house. <clears throat> Her family was like out of town or something. So we stayed there and we also stayed somewhere else, I feel like. Didn't we have like two hotels for that trip or something? I don't know. I remember us going to a really sketchy motel to like change our clothes for something. But then like remember we were we had we had drove up the coastal highway. And then we ended up, like, going to some, like, motel to, like, freshen up. Remember that? Vacant, weird-looking motel that didn't have any occupants. So, like, yeah, that was weird. Um, I don't know how we found that place. Or why we stopped there. Or why we needed to freshen up and change our clothes. I don't remember any of that. But we had that discussion time and time again. The vanity you know yeah like duh, let's just change outfits before we go to the like who knows a lot of that uh I, i'm pretty sure we were in like an unchanged over hotel room like changing our clothes like it was really sketchy um okay so yeah that happened i remember i did have like a breakdown moment because niggas wasn't trying to do the activities that were on the itinerary and it really upset me so that pissed me off. Shayna was one of them. She's rolling her eyes, but she was one of the people that canceled shit off my itinerary. To put it bluntly, I didn't have the money. I didn't have it. I just moved to California. I'm still a new Cali resident. I'm pretty sure our star beams and sign me up listeners would understand my plight for one to bow out. Okay, I was broke, hurting, okay? I had to, like, make way. And I'm, I'm sorry that it fucked up a segment of your birthday celebration, but we had a good time nonetheless. <laughs> we did. We had a good time nonetheless. And got some great photos. You know, the weather was, like, perfect. We went to this Black-owned winery called Brown Winery and had the most amazing experience. I still have yet to go to a winery that topped that. Brown Estate was what? lit. Like, I mean, they were giving us the cheese, the cheese wine pairings and the, the homemade jams. Like, everything was just made in-house. Like, it was so good. And then they took us to the cellar to, like, experience some of their what the whiskey yeah no it was Is like that what we had i think it was rum rum bourbon with so one of them we had something that was really good like so rum because it's like unusual that they put it in barrels but they were like doing some like sh- some shit you know what i mean I would absolutely go back too, hands down i can't wait to go back. it's and and the crazy thing is that that estate was uh secluded from the rest. It was way out there. Like we, that was the longest, the one that was farther out. Like right. everything else was kind of closer to the city. But um, it was fun. 
We did a podcast episode in the limo on the way out there. We were mm-hmm. cool. It was great. It was a good time. Good time had by all. I would say that year was um, pretty difficult because, you know, my dad passed like two weeks after that. So I would say that that was probably like a really tough year in general, but I did have a lot of like love and support around me. So I'm still grateful for that. So I'm going to have to say the year was difficult. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to just keep it a buck with y'all. Like it was, you know, great timing that my birthday was like before everything kind of went to shit, but yeah, that's all I have. (laughs) Somebody else can go. I mean, 26 wasn't a great year for me either. So I remember, I was like, after I 20, turned 25, I'm not celebrating this shit anymore. Like, about the same thing. Yeah. And so I was graduating dental school, and that was pretty rough because um, towards the end, I just, like, like kind of didn't care anymore. But, like, I needed to care to get out of there. So it was kind of slowing me down. Um, I mean, obviously, I pushed through. But, like, dental school was fucking tough for me. And I just really wanted to get the hell out of there. And then on my birthday, I literally didn't do anything. Then TJ's cousin died in a house fire. Her and like six kids. And she didn't even live at this house. So she at her boyfriend's house who wasn't there. And she's like hanging out there. The house catches on fire and there's like six kids in there. And they literally all perish. Yeah, and that changed my view on celebrating my birthday like I kind of do it low-key now but I was like well I need to wake up and be grateful for life because she was 17 she was about to graduate high school and she passed away and like I don't know what it is about her so I didn't really know her like that but like her birthday is on TJ's birthday and she died on my birthday so like I just feel like her life is like symbolic of mine yeah. Like, distance, I guess. And I just, like, try to live life to the fullest because she was so young and had her life taken away from her in such a terrible way. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Damn, 26 was trash. Wow. 26 was crazy. Like, I feel like even for me, that shit was difficult as fuck. But again, like, what's difficult? Like, because here we are today, healthy resilient, strong, like, I was still, like, you know, out here trying to figure out this living situation. Like, I definitely was living with the 40-year-old opera singer at this time who hated my guts. (laughs) Um, I also remember now that that was the year that we were fire mommies in Coachella, just, like, when we had the pool house and, like, all that stuff. That was the year for that. Uh, that was also the year we celebrated our first year, our one year anniversary in Pittsburgh. Yeah. There we got our makeup done. Even though there was hardships, there was still the opportunity to do all these wonderful things like go to Cuba. That was the best moment of my life in 2017. Yeah, 2017 in Cuba was... Cuba was truly amazing. Like, I remember just laying in my bed to this day. And so actually, 
by the time Cuba came around, I was living in this apartment because I moved, like this is when I was having issues with the opera singer and I was hustling to move out. So I think I moved here in like May or June or something. And I just remember laying down and like thinking, this is the opportunity of a lifetime. I'm not really trying to miss this. And yeah, it was just so fun. We disconnected, didn't use our phones. It was, it was a lot of fun. That trip was so much fun. And Jess went with us. Like Jess was really one of the lives of the party. Like everybody's the life of the party, but it was just like we had crazy moments. Like the first night I got wasted out of my mind. Like I still have that 19 to 20 minute video of my friends trying to like get me home safely. <laughs> she was fucking blackout. And what if you guys didn't give me that, I would have no recollection of it. I only know that it's true because it's in the video. Otherwise, you know, it's nothing. Thank but God. I have recorded you in Colombia. Yes. I wish you guys would have recorded that because I heard it was a... Columbia, it's, the sad thing is there is a Columbia recording because... Oh, a club. <laughs> We went to backtrack my steps when I lost my wallet to see if I could, you know, find it in the video, like what happened to it. And the video, you just see like the drink, like, you know, what happened in the night and they're fast forwarding it through. And you see me like with my cup all the way to the exit. And there was a time where I put my cup down and I left. Then I ran, I walked back in to go grab it again. And then I left again. Like I had to take one more sip before I <laughs> You literally left your cup and then you walked back to it. Yeah, she she walked back to it dance because she was dropping it low. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one who's got a whole video. <laughs> All on video with no that work. Everything the bartender was looking at it with us and he was cracking up. Bag <laughs> in the video or not? Yeah, it was in the video the whole time. The bag was in the video, but the issue was. I lost the wallet in transit from the house, from the like club to the other club or back to the house. Like I dropped the bag on the floor. It was an open bag. And you you were not able to recover. <clears throat> no, not the wallet, not the cash. Right. Nothing. Devastating. I remember like telling you how much I hurt for you to lose that cash. That is never nice. Never not at all but yeah so you know cuba was fun and then that was also the year that i um i think i hung out with Bilal. we went to i went to his holiday party so that was really fun like so first, what's the word girl to describe the year remember we're supposed to be doing one word you the word uh eventful tragic eventful. okay boom it was eventful as you can see i'm running down the event so. hey, this was booked and busy okay it was. Oh, that was also the year that Kathy and I became friends. Is that when you moved west, Kathy? Yeah, that's when I moved west. It, it's been crazy because, like, you know, Damo had been trying to get us to meet, hang out forever. And I don't even know what clicked. I don't even know what happened and how we ended up together. But as soon as we hung out, probably the week later, I was going to San Diego with her to stay the night with her and her boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when you went out there to From hang zero to a hundred, like just stay the night. And I met, I think I met his family that weekend too. Yeah. <laughs> we went to um, 
the fair. We went to the fair, like in San Diego. So that was fun as well. And we also went to one of her uh, friends barbecue out there. So yeah, that was the year we, we did that and we celebrated, we brought the new year in 2018. Oh, yeah, that year. That was the year I actually made friends in L.A. because I was really living a solo life before then. It was kind of like with the the guys here or dating there. A year to two years to really like, if you don't know, if you go to a place where you literally know no one, I think it really does take about two years max, I think, to like... It was two years in. Yeah. Two years. It didn't take me no time. It took me like two months. Okay. I feel like, honestly, anybody like Damo, you, Josh, all y'all hoes that moved here after I went through everything that I went through, I'm like, (laughs) y'all don't even know, bitch. I don't even know, like, what it's really like to be alone for real. You know, like, I was out here in the trenches yeah you are Shayna. you are you had to start over like i had to start over in pittsburgh i was literally here by myself alone going crazy i hated it i still hate it but i mean i have friends now so it makes it better but yeah um yeah you gotta be like truly alone <laughs> you gotta you gotta then you could like flourish for you gotta like grow friends from from the seed you have to. And it was all of a sudden I had to start dodging these girls because it's like every weekend, every time it's something. Do something. <laughs> I'm trying to spend all of my money. I have to go. Like, I was like, this is becoming a lot. I was always trying to turn up. I'm like, y'all want to go here? Let's do this. Always try here. to turn up and go out to eat. And oh, yes, that's Cappy all day. It's supposed to be a chill day with Cappy, but just know that you might end up spending. A hundred dollars. I remember hearing that. Like Shana was complaining about money one time, and she's like, "I always spend so much money when I go out with Kathy." <laughs> I was like, "Well, that's because Kathy has a real job making." I, girl, I was not making anything when I was in residency. I think I was making like fifty thousand dollars, and let me tell you, my rent was like eighteen hundred bucks. So, I don't know how I was spending this money. That you were able to swing. $1,800 for rent and make 50k you know it just makes you real when I hear shit like that then it just really makes you wonder how much do you really need I you know I don't think they say you shouldn't spend that much you know on rent when you make you that. but you can't do other things like were you catching flights that year like were you doing no I mean I went to Lake Tahoe once I had a car but that's about it. Like, my money, I think I would have, like, $300 at the end of, like... Paying bills? After paying bills, like, 300 But then, you know, after you pay, I just use one check for my bills. And yeah. then I have that other check to be frugal. So, I was frugal as fuck. Make it work, child. I managed to go to Coachella. You went basically solo, but, like, just knew a bunch of people there. That's exactly what I did. Spent the whole time alone for the most part. Oh, hey, what's up? What's up? No, I remember bumping into you, like walking around the festival grounds, which never happens. I feel like that, like you never just bump into your friend, but then we like bumped into multiple times. Mm-hmm. I went with like this one from Asian people, though. Huh? 
we want to see the same people, same right. artists. Yeah. Actually, I feel like I we also bumped into Demi, didn't we? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so scratch that. You can bump into somebody you know, but no. Um, a couple of people that I knew, like even like I went to um, what's the party? The the party that you guys went to, like Justin Combs or whomever's party. Sean, uh, not just Sean Combs, the the son, Christian. Who knows? One of the kids. That's right. Yeah, Christian. So I went the very yeah. next day because I was like, y'all got free stuff. I want free stuff. Yeah. So I went by myself. Okay, and I bumped into like six people that I knew. Wow. Yeah. I, I literally don't. I can go anywhere, and I'll bump into like at least one person that I know. They literally gave out packs of weed like this. <laughs> I know. I know. They had. They were like some cigarette, like pre rolls, like where yeah. they have weed in it. So I took them to the festival grounds because it looked like weed. Oh my gosh! Speaking of which, do you guys remember when that guy took the fucking blunt out of my hand and stomped it out? No. All three of us. I remember I was smoking. The guy was like, what you smoking or whatever. And we were like, everybody else got by with their shit or something, but your shit got stomped. I've heard something like that. Jacket security man, right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that fucking douchebag. Yeah. It was all, it was just us three. And we were so pissed. Yeah, we were in like we were in just like a chill area. We weren't even watching the set, I don't think. No, we were just like standing around. Yeah. And he literally took it and stomped it out. It is so weird. What the fuck? They gotta chill. <laughs> Y'all know the vibes. Like, don't do that. Like that was so rude. Like he could have said, like, you know, you can't smoke here. He literally took it out of my hand and stomped it out. If I like I could have like just punched him out, you know? But good thing I'm well behaved. Told him my dog wants to go inside. Well, this is 26, so yeah, 26. We're moving right along. We're about to be fucking 30 out here. Oh, I know. Mm, I'm the first up. It is take a right to get through it. Yeah. I'll be 30. Oh, you're 1990. Yeah. Ooh, child. It's okay it. to cry about, you know, 30 is like that year, you know, you are like, you have found yourself at that point, you know, like, you're like, okay, life has to happen. I don't think that that's true, though. Like, I have not, like, found myself. I mean, I guess I, I'm, I'm like, getting to know you, getting to know I'm talking about the decade. You haven't found yourself yet. That's fine. You got all of your 30s to do that. I was saying, in the 30s is when you really find yourself. Yeah. You should be, like, set by then, huh? I can believe that. I feel like in the 20s I've gotten to know all the things that I don't like and now I want to get to know the things that I do like I know what I am not into let's explore the things that I am into and really get in you know yeah but um all right so we're gonna talk about the tourists now Shana yes because we're in tourist season and we have a tourist on Yes. On our show. Today. Love you, Taurus. <laughs> so how do you feel about astrology? Like, what are your thoughts? I feel like it's relatively spot on for me. I am an earth sign. And I, I love nature. I mean, look at my background, right? Like, I love, <laughs> I love trees. My favorite is a body of water, okay? You can take me to a lake, take me to a beach. 
I love it. My favorite color is green. I am the earth. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> and um, my most relatable Taurus trait would be stubbornness. I am so stubborn that I can't even talk myself into doing things, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think it's relatively spot on for me. As far as love and Taurus, like, I feel like they're never right when it comes to that for me. Not engaged to one of your highly compatible signs? Is that why you say that? Yeah, I'm not. Like, Libra is not my most compatible. I can't remember who is, but I mean, I love my Libra man. I love a Libra man. Oh, my God. But <laughs> I know how I'm with a Libra man now. <laughs> but I just feel like you're not spot on about that. And I'm not looking for it because I love my Libra man. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. so let's read about the Taurus lover. Yeah. So we can discuss how some of those things may be inaccurate to you since those things are typically not spot on. Okay. All right. So when it comes to the Taurus spouse, some of the strengths are dependable, stable, caring. Weaknesses are procrastinating, dominating, and pleasure loving. (laughs) You want all the pleasure. (laughs) <laughs> what does pleasure loving mean? Wait, wait, wait. This is this is me. Yes. That's not me. That's not, not a single one of us. I do not procrastinate. Am I dependable? No. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't think you're she said she's not dependable. <laughs> I totally see that because I could see it in some ways, but then there's also ways where I'm like, Kathy, stop playing because if you weren't dependable, you wouldn't be recording right now at the time that was set. And procrastinating, you said you don't procrastinate. So you're like, kind of like- I'm also like, you sure? I know you tend to be on time for sure, like always. You know how I feel about time. I know how you feel about time. For real, you know, but like <laughs> procrastinating, I, I just feel like think about when there are certain times when you're like, girl, I need to stop playing and work out or girl, I need to stop playing and like do something like there's something that you want to do, but then you might not have done it. Maybe it's not procrastinating in every aspect of your life or whatever. Or actually, as far as this goes, this is procrastinating in your romantic life. love life, right? Right. This, this and is, I don't feel like I do that in my love life. He is punctual about her man, okay? Always on time with my man. Okay. <laughs> Always on time. <laughs> Gave you my. I'm not dependable, but I'm always on time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's that's Taurus right there. A fucking anomaly for right. sure. Wow. What's pleasure loving though? Right? Like, let's unpack that. Do you like to read the cons? You didn't read the cons again. Read the cons. The cons were procrastinating. All right. Oh, dominating and pleasure loving. Dominating and pleasure loving. I am dominating. That is me. 
pleasure loving is that like sexual i feel like that means that you want all the pleasure for yourself so okay. we right so we look up with that handy dandy device here pleasure loving has a hyphen in between Okay, let me get it. Let me pull it up. I hope it doesn't pull up a porno. Maybe I should search this on incognito. Just define pleasure loving and it should give you a pleasure hyphen loving definition. <laughs> and I, I don't want no urban dictionary shit. <laughs> pleasure loving is an adjective that means enjoying activities that stimulate the senses rather than intellect that might not be me yeah that's interesting because i feel like that might be i feel like the examples that i'm seeing aren't really giving us the example is they were pleasure loving people who enjoyed dancing and singing so like movement i don't know how that doesn't stimulate your intellect right maybe because it's not really like reading seeking information or yeah maybe it's just like pure physical happiness some synonyms for pleasure loving are fancy gorgeous lush ostentatious palatial posh stately and sumptuous you may have to define some of those words too <laughs> maybe, pleasure, maybe pleasure loving could also relate to like you know, you have this obsession over, like, beautiful homes that are big. And, like, yeah, like, and blah, blah, boom. You know, like, it has all the things. Like, what if... I think that pleasure-loving relates more so to lifestyle, like Shane is trying to say. Like, maybe you just really like a... But I don't understand why that would be a con. Like, I feel yes. like that should be a pro. Maybe because it may come off as superficial perhaps i mean ostentatious yeah that's kind of like <laughs> a little pompous that's not me okay well mm-hmm. no but we're like mm-hmm. no i'm over here like <laughs> skills, maybe it's not maybe it's not you but i don't know maybe like i don't know i don't know Dana, what do you what are you thinking, Shayna? Because I feel like you're holding. Feel like, you know, sometimes like when it comes to your friends, you know, the guys they're dating and things like that, like you always like, what are they making? What do they do? Very focused on. I want the best for my friends. I do too, girl. And I respect that. And I'm not really holding it against you. I'm just saying, I'm thinking about pleasure loving and I'm trying to connect how this might apply to the Taurus that I know. Okay. I mean, I can see that then. If we're going to define this ourselves, then... (laughs) If we're going to just make up our own definitions, then let's do it. I I do hold my partner and, like, let's say I wasn't engaged. Like, any man who I'm speaking, like, I hold him to a high standard. Like, you have to make a certain amount of money. You have to dress a certain way. You have to talk a certain way. Like, I don't want no hood rat. You know what I'm saying? Period. Period. Like, I want someone I can bring home, someone who treats me very well. And I mean, like, TJ likes nicer things than I like. You know what I'm saying? That works for me because I'm, I'm very simple. Like, 
He couldn't even take me out for a second. PJ had a motorcycle, okay? I, I know he likes nice things. He uh, loves nice things. Like He drives a... a Libra. Libras are addicted to nice things. Make that, make the Libras, the Libras that I know, it's just ridiculous. Like sometimes I know I could be a little. What's sensible cost wise? Why don't we go with this option rather than that option? Whereas the Libra won't even think about the cost part of it. But that's it's, right. I want what I want, right. and the one that's expensive is gonna be the best one so let's let's go with that most more superior one is the mm-hmm. more superior one. yeah that that is a libra for sure oh boy those lucky libras i tell ya yeah. <laughs> all right well any other tidbits that we want to pull out for the Taurus this week yeah okay the Taurus spouse this is just an overview Taurus spouses can be extremely devoted, stable, dependable, and caring. They will usually assume a dominant role in domestic and family matters, wanting to make the major decisions or at the very least, playing an important role in implementing them. Although capable of procrastination on such matters for weeks or even years, Once they make up their minds and begin to act, Tauruses cannot usually be stopped. Fond of the pleasures of the bed and table, the Taurus spouse will want the home to be a comfortable and secure place where children, friends, and family can all feel at ease. Okay, now that we've read that excerpt, that makes a lot more sense. She didn't like how the words were listed, but when they're strung together in a nice pearl necklace-like fashion, then we can, mm-hmm. we can do it. The interactive style of the Taurus is calm, strong, and welcoming. I definitely have to say, you have a very calm demeanor. Like, I've never seen you to be like, hyper or like you know really worked up or anything like that like you definitely have a very calm presence that's just like we're good like no red flags here nothing when i was about to lose my shit in columbia kathy here came through with her right head (laughs) to get me on the path to getting what i need when I panicked and my phone slipped out of my bags, another thing, another thing that happened when I was out and about, my phone slipped out in the Uber under the seat, didn't even realize until we're about to check in. I'm about to lose it all. And Kathy was just like, turn on, find my iPhone. It's so simple, you know? <laughs> it's so easy. But I couldn't think of that shit in that moment because I was just out of it. Like, I already lost my wallet. Like, I'm already borderline depression at this point. And now you're telling me. My phone is missing. My phone? (laughs) You know, so thank goodness to find my iPhone and calling the phone and putting that button on to make the noise so the guy hears it. He heard it and he came back. And, you know, I just really feel like it was all because, like, Kathy was able to really maintain a cool, calm head in that moment because 
I lost it all. Girl. The guards, everybody there were like, wow, this is a damsel in distress because, I mean, look at her. <laughs> you know? Like... Yeah, you lost your shit. I've never seen because like I just kept having bad luck the whole trip. I'm I like, understood it at that point because I'm. You're like, damn, like now this, like I get it. I this get has it. never happened, but it was just hilarious because we won't talk about it, even though we talk about it sometimes. Just earlier, before we even got to Colombia, we had a conversation about karma, and I said how sometimes people don't get their karma. Oh, what goes around never comes around. Like, this is what people were saying. And I was like, how do you feel about that? I was believing that. And then all of a sudden I'm losing everything. I'm losing $50. Yeah, everything I have. <laughs> Basically. You're losing everything you have. <laughs> almost lost her mind, too. <laughs> almost yeah. lost my mind. of that wallet and saw that cash inside and said thank you god fine for tonight and i'm going and buying all my friends empanadas at the spot my nigga let let me just say that like having a congameter works in my profession because shit can go wrong so fast (laughs) i mean like literally like lethal level Right. And I'll just be calm. Like and I'll like I'll have a patient bleeding the fuck out. Like it's bleeding. And I'll be like, do me a favor and go get me some cotton rolls. And my assistant will be freaking out. Like, doctor, look at this. I'm like, yeah, do me a favor and go get this for me. Like, oh, everything's great. Everything's We're fine. Good. We're fine. I'm just gonna keep suctioning. It's all fine. This patient might die, but they're not gonna know right now. <laughs> gonna know right now, we're not gonna have them freak out. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Oh my god, that is too funny. That's funny because that's that's like my demeanor in the workplace, just not outside of it. Like that's actually what got me laid off in uh, New York once. I was too calm. I didn't panic enough. I didn't show them like, oh, I... <laughs> right. <laughs> so. I don't know. I guess maybe I should be a doctor. You should be. I'm telling you, because if you're calm, it's- my God, Tina. I will. I will actually. You know, when I when I become your when I become your neighborhood therapist. Here we go. My calmness will prevail. For sure. Prevail. Exactly. That's oh, what I. Yeah. All right. That's what I have. The sign language, y'all. All right. Now it's time for nosy new. <laughs> I'm going to keep it brief since we've been running our mouths so much so far on this episode. Kanye is a billionaire. Kanye has a billion dollars. Okay, Kathy gave a really passive aggressive hand clap just then that you all saw. I mean, granted, he was speaking it like he was already there. So, like, I'm like. Dollars? Y'all thought Kanye had a billion dollars? Yeah, he was Walt Disney. No, so I think he was finally bankrupt. Oh, shit. (laughs) 
it, are they included like his net worth alone or is it in combination with his no life? that's him it's his alone okay he filed bankruptcy on one of his companies i don't think that affects you personally right it no. yeah so 3.3 billion dollars is kanye West's worth so. shout out to him that's an achievement in the black community yeah I mean, the man is not there completely. Um, you know, when he lost his mom, he lost his mind. So he's not right. there. And he even like tweeted like he was used and he was a puppet, you know, during that campaign. So I'm just going to blame his mental illness on that little bump in the road. Right, I know that. But I'm saying like his success and, you know, how he was able to get there to that billion dollar mark is the sales of having that wonderful production of a choir. Oh, really? Every minute, every hour, every second. My favorite album is still my beautiful Twist Dark. Twisted. Yeah. Lost in the World. Body of work. A real like. Lost in the World is really one of my. I, I love all of the lights. I just love the instrumentals behind it. Oh my gosh, in the music video, like where I used to live, they filmed it there. Um, I don't know how they ended up in Queens, but they did. And that just... Oh, man. That was a good-ass album. And congratulations, Kanye West, on reaching the billionaire status with your homeboy, Jay. Okay, wanted to mention... Briefly, Teddy Riley versus Babyface. I missed it. Wait, you didn't see, did you see the technical difficulties and then the rematch or neither? I saw both. Neither. Damn, Shayna, what, what, what were you doing? I tried to get in the second time around, but it was really packed. Oh. It was like trying to get into the club virtually. No they broke the internet, that's for sure. But I had no problems getting, I like got in and out a few times on my phone with no issue. Me too. Both, both of their, um, and I would like kind of hop between Teddy Riley and Babyface just to see what's going on on both ends. Um, yeah, I definitely lo- checked from both their pages. I don't know why I did that. Babyface really, I mean, just the, I think that he won solely because of Presentation and background, demeanor, mm-hmm. outfit. I was. Baby face is bougie. Oh my gosh, he is so regal and just like all the memes that were made from the technical difficulties and how Babyface was just like, you know, let's just table this, okay? Um, Teddy Riley told them folks to come back in 30 minutes and Babyface hopped off made a quick video saying good night folks i just i think that babyface and then just like the songs that he played i feel like that was more my vibe and like even towards the end of the co- the rematch competition teddy riley started playing these like random rap songs and it was just kind of like i didn't know that i mean teddy riley had some hits like I had no idea he produced any of Michael Jackson's songs and that alone that alone gives him so many points but um definitely he just he just didn't have it together 
he didn't. He he was he was overthinking. I think he really was just overthinking it. Babyface understood that this is like a casual. He under he understands social media. He knows how to work the algorithm. He knows how to work the tools mm-hmm. that's given to him. Like he has more fans, so like he knows how to deal. Yeah. Like this, right. but like Teddy Riley, he didn't need everything that he thought he needed. Like with the. Absolutely. The sound and Sorry, the I know how to work. social media on top of it. It was just, it was too much. It was too much. The first go round, though, I was gagged at the fact that this nigga tried to set up a stage. Babyface was sitting there looking at him like, <laughs> my nigga. Even it would have been different if he successfully did that and like didn't cause any holdup. Then it would have been like, oh, you came through with the heat. Like you got a so you got a little stage. You made it as well as possible. But yeah. now, unfortunately, this was a trial. You didn't practice. You didn't have a test. You didn't <laughs> or run through. Like and you don't like understand. And on your phone, it's not going to sound the same. And his acoustics were really bad. You literally couldn't hear it. Literally, it was. It was the craziest thing I ever heard. He just played it from his computer, just like Timbaland and Swiss Beats and everyone else who had their battles did. Right. T-Pain. The T-Pain Lil John one was the first one that I actually watched, and I was like, oh, this shit is actually lit. When you think about T-Pain and Lil John and the hits they had, it's like, oh, shit. And you don't have anything else to do, so they have your undivided attention. Like, this is a win-win for a lot of people right now. Right impress me entertain me like i'm here at your disposal to really just talk about the number i did want to mention the numbers though from the teddy riley babyface so they like all got over eight hundred thousand new followers they got all these crazy millions of streams on songs made all this money and it's like all from a idea on instagram so Instagram benefits hugely from this. Swiss Beats and Timbaland benefit hugely from this. And then they get paid. The artists who do it end up getting paid. So it's like, this is like some, this is changing the landscape of how we're going to do music and do shows and do all types of things. Because if they start selling tickets for $5 a pop for you to fucking stream concerts, like that's going to open up a whole new, a whole new revenue stream of them just being like, oh, you watch from home for $100. Like, pay-per-view. Like, all that shit is going to be total. I feel like it's going to really change, like, the whole landscape of how we do things. So, um, yeah, that shit is really wild. And we'll see what happens after quarantine. Last but not least, I just wanted to mention to everyone... <laughs> I know I don't have to mention this to my listeners, to our listeners and our our followers. Do not put disinfectants inside your body. I mean, do you even have to tell them that? I hope we don't. He's in the hospital. I read today, some man's in the hospital from giving himself a bleach enema. He has third degree burns on his ass and inside of his body. (laughs) 
is not funny. I'm laughing at the stupidity. Like anything. Like I feel like anything. There is no. There is no like. Anything is possible. Is really what I'm feeling. Like anything is fucking possible, and that shit is scary. It's too much for me. It's scary to know that there are a lot more stupid people in the world than there are smart. It's so many dumb people. I didn't know that common sense was like not an easy thing to have. I didn't know that that was privilege either. I did not know common sense was privileged information. I really had no idea. But I know for those people who do have common sense when you ask them things, like just to make sure they have it and they feel insulted, like how could you ask me that? Right. <laughs> but then it's like, you know what? No, no, no. You have to ask because you really just never know. So now I won't be upset if someone tries to confirm with me. Because maybe for whatever reason, might be as dumb as a doorknob. I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's rough out here. Please do not ingest or put on the surface of your body any cleaning products or bleach or toxic things. Or, or what else did he, he mention? The UV light? Yes, yes. Street light. Yeah. <laughs> All the shit that they told us we need to have left of. <laughs> yeah, like whatever he's doing. Even um, what the, the hydroxychloroquine, like just don't, you, you can't, you can't do it. He's not a doctor. He has no medical knowledge whatsoever. He has no concept of like anything. Anything. So yeah, the fact that we even have to mention that is like his face when he said it, and he's just like, you know, I heard it like kills, like you know what, fifty four light years, like some crazy shit. He's like, I don't know. You hear that it kills everything in like a minute. I heard it kills everything in a second. Might be worth, might be worth looking at trying. The fact that he, the next day he said he was being very sarcastic. There was no sarcasm in that speech not, at all. There was no sarcasm. There was nothing lied, but he lied about what he said, and then it still sounded dumb. He was like, "Yeah, the sun, because the sun kills it." Yes, because I heard the sun. What? He's like, I've been getting all the UV rays and I'm I'm, immune. I'm, I'm immune. surprised this man does not have cancer. Well the amount of cancer he does is just well, he you know this man gonna look for a long time and he's gonna die of natural causes. And I don't <laughs> understand how someone so evil could just thrive in life. He is winning. And you life. know that's the saying too, when they evil, they live for a long time. I, I think I think he has a fate coming for him when he does eventually perish a nice long eternal fate listen that guy is the dipshit of the century and don't listen to anything he says or else basically like you could literally die fucking around this nigga and i want the worst for him in life i really do i i hate to say it but i want like all the worst for him specifically gonna win right in 2020 i'm sorry what i say you know he's gonna win in 2020 right don't play with me kathy 
I, I wish I were, but he has appealed to his base on both spectrums, poor and rich, because the people in between don't care about him. But his poor class that have voted for him initially when he appealed to him, he's helping them out. And then the rich folks, they're getting help too. The people in between are suffering though. And I mean, like I personally will never vote for him, but his base, there's a lot more poor people in America than there are middle class. So he can't win again. But he, he will, even though he did not handle his pandemic well, he will. And because he's, that's what he does. He wins at life. And it's unfortunate. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Um, he's probably the luckiest man in the world, to be quite honest. It's actually admirable, but the way he gets there is not. Right. I wish to be a winner at life, too, but I may be too good of a person. <laughs> because if that's how it works. <laughs> it's crazy. If that's how it works, then... You can't get it. It's unattainable. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's all I have for Nosy News today, guys. Sharing finances and long-term relationships. Oh, um, so actually, like, I've been reading a lot of, like, finance books since I've been home. And I've been like teaching him everything that I've learned. So we actually snuck off and eloped. So we are married. This is the first true test of our marriage because I am the breadwinner in this relationship and I, I, I do bring home more money. So like, we're like trying to figure out, you know, like how we're gonna do this if I'm not generating any income. Um, our rent's expensive. He likes nice things, you know what I'm saying? So our rent's expensive, uh, we got, car notes, car insurance, and we're just trying to figure it all out. Um, and I've been teaching him, like, we, we've been investing our money, like, we've been doing a lot with our money. So I feel like, you know, once we come out of this, and once we figure out our goals, we're setting ourselves up for a great future. Yeah, that's really good. So I guess just to be a little more specific, like, you guys have been together for like a really long time. How long have you guys been together? 12 years. 12 blessed years. And at what point did you guys decide to say like, okay, we're going to have shared accounts? Is that something new to marriage? Or is that like something that you kind of implemented through the years? When do you think it's, when do you think you're at the point in the relationship where you're like, okay, we can do money things together? We literally didn't do that until we got married. I am very, very secretive and selfish when it comes to money so right. he didn't know how much I made he didn't know what was in my bank account he didn't have access to any of that and um, actually liked it that way I'm okay with sharing it now because we are married so I have come to the conclusion that my money is our money and same for him um it wasn't a hard transition for me because I wanted that like because we have to make purchases together we have to make financial decisions together and like the only thing I'm scared of is his financial decisions. Like Shana said, he got a bike. But when he had his bike, he also had a Honda Civic. And he had a CLA 250. So he had three vehicles for one person. Yeah. And I'm like, why, like, why can't you just have one car? I, car and a bike, okay. But two four-door four sedans, 
Yeah, for what? Praise God, the lease is up on his Civic. His motorcycle got stolen. We're good. Back down to one vehicle. Not stolen. Oh, God. <laughs> Girl, let me tell you, that was the happiest day of my life. Lucky for you, right? Yeah. That was, an, that was an additional expense. Yeah, I just, I don't want my man riding on a motorcycle. It's not safe. You're right. So I was like, listen. Yeah. Good. At this point, what does being transparent about your finances look like? to you with this joint account that you guys have like do you have something separate for yourself as well or like a, yeah I feel like I'm always gonna want to have a savings account you, know I mean? you, you like, should always have no your own be, no one should be crucified for that either absolutely I, I believe you should always have your own separate little something um so we have worked out a financial plan that we do have our own separate freedom money because again he likes to make frugal purchases and i do some frugal things like brunch so like we are going to have separate accounts um we haven't fully transitioned yet because we don't have access to do that right now right can't even go to the fucking bank right everything is shut down so we still have our separate accounts but we do count coins together um Every day he comes home with a new idea. He, this man's crazy with numbers to the point where I have to like actually stop him because he likes to talk about money. And I like to talk about money, but at a certain point I'm like, okay. We want to buy a house. We actually don't know what the hell we want to do because we're supposed to be moving to Canada. We don't know if we want to go. If we don't go to Canada, we want to buy a house. We just don't know. We don't know. Oh my God, Canada dog? You ready to get the fuck up out of here like that? Um, I don't like San Diego. I'm not going to lie. And everyone who I've made friends with, they're leaving. Half of my friends have already left. Um, the rest of them, like when the quarantine's over, they're moving to LA. Yeah. So like, it's, it's such a transplant state. I'm sorry, it's a town. But not only that, it's like a revolving door. Like you meet people and then like two months later, they're gone. Yeah. Um, and like I said, like being alone is not fun. Granted, like we're married and stuff now, so we may have kids and all that. So I'm not going to have time for friends when that does happen. But I'm still in the have time for friends. Don't say that. You know how friends, you know how friends without kids are. Okay. Okay. Oh, I feel like you're the type of person that will still want to have friend time, even when you have children. I do think exactly the type of person I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, I just don't. I don't know because when my really close friends had kids, like I couldn't call them anymore. Like I would call them. I mean, I still check up on them, but they'd be like, "Oh, let me go. I gotta feed the baby. Oh, let me go. I got the baby. Oh, the baby's sleeping. I can't talk to you." And, like, once that starts to happen, like, your friendship kind of dwindles down because, okay, I can't, I can't call her. Yeah. Her baby's up and alert. So, like, when can I speak to you? And then I really don't want that to happen to me. But there comes a time where it will. And it's sad to think. Maybe. I have friends who have babies and, like, are still available. <laughs> a friend who's a single mom to twins. And she's, like... She might not always be available to go out when we used to be able to go outside, but, like, she was pretty much always available to chat, or she would call back. She wouldn't just be like, you know, I'm going to holler at you later and then never talk to you. Like, she definitely she definitely has always called back. So, I think it just depends on 
every you know different strokes for different folks some people can't do it all you know right. some people can so I mean like you know like once my friend's kids turn two that's when they come back you know that's when we start talking a little bit more yeah when they're right. like okay you can hold your own snacks and feed them to yourself like exactly but in the beginning it's like yeah girl baby sleep oh yeah I gotta feed it oh it's crying <laughs> gotta feed it <laughs> it's like uh and the thought of that, I'm just like, I don't know if I want to have kids, but I do. <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck I want to do. I think you should move to LA. My husband does not like LA, so he does not want to move to LA. So it's not going to happen. We tried. We tried. We tried. What about, like, I don't know, the Bay? That's further away. Honestly, like, I think San Diego is more ideal to raise a family in. Not as crowded as LA, not as much traffic. School system is amazing. Um, You're really selling it. Yeah, it's just, I don't want to be bored, that's all. But I think I may have to just come to terms at some point that I can't always have fun. And that, that's hard to let go, like, because I'm all about having fun. I love to go out, I love to hang out with my friends. Yeah, I'm not at that place yet. I'm still thinking that it's all going to be peaches and cream. Yeah. I'm just, let me live in mine. You know, don't try to. Yeah. Or maybe it's just a matter of changing what your idea of fun is. Yes. That's true, too. I mean, maybe we can have fun with the kids, right? Go to Disney. Fun with the babies. Go to the go to the pumpkin patch or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, we already do that with the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like let's take the dog to the park and we have that much about him <laughs> right uh, so, I mean maybe maybe but um, what do you think would be a deal breaker for you financially with your partner if he can't get on board as far as saving goes if he's trying to live paycheck to paycheck, that's not going to work. Yeah, that's not me. But he, he's not like that. We've been talking about how his expense to income ratio is not quite where it should be. He's trying to figure that out now. And we're like, we've consolidated things. Like, we share car insurance now, so that got the rate down. Um, we're going to try to see if combining our phone bill works. But I have Sprint, and I'm very cheap. And he has AT&T, and he doesn't want to switch over to Sprint, and I don't want to spend more money. So we just have to call them and figure out, like, which one is cheaper. Girl, do not. Like, who is going to provide you with the security you need to make that call? <laughs> Definitely not Sprint, because I never have service. Right. Like, <laughs> get on that family plan on AT&T. And this is coming from a Verizon user. Okay, so get your shit, bitch. Yeah, I gotta figure that out. Well, yeah, he's not on board with like you know saving. If he's spending too much, that will become a problem. But he's not. He's really not like that. Um, I've seen a lot of change, so he he's he's ready to like save. And you have had to have seen a lot of change after twelve damn years. You see the uh, whole trajectory. I've, I've seen the whole thing. Absolutely. Right, the whole eclipsing of the like <laughs> the whole thing—that's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Big commitment for sure, but that is definitely 
What's up? Damn, Kathy, I feel like the last time I even, like, thought anything about your man, it was when y'all was getting engaged. And y'all niggas is married. <laughs> that is so sweet. Yeah. Oh, y'all gonna have a quarantine, baby. Don't play around, Kathy. Protect yourself if you're not ready. <laughs> Girl, we are not gonna have a quarantine, baby. We are really, really responsible. And we know that right now it's not fiscally appropriate to have a kid. Because <laughs> if I can't work for like two years while we're living in San Diego, that is going to be a problem. Right. So yeah, no, that's not, that's absolutely not going to happen. I went 12 years. I'm not on birth control either. I went 12 years without having a kid. I think I can go a little longer. That's me knocking on wood for you just in case. <laughs> and if we do have one, it'll be a a blessing but gang gang blessing I'm one of I'm I'm one of those people like I have a list I have to check it off if something's not completed then I can't go to the next step so if I don't have my house if I don't have my finance together I can't have a kid so I don't I if that happens it's gonna be a real major problem for me because I just have to do everything right (laughs) I go by the book (laughs) I am I don't even know how to describe myself. I'm type A personality. Like, everything by the book. Gotta do it. It's not necessarily right. I don't judge anyone for their lifestyle choices at all. Like, I embrace everyone, but my lifestyle choices... I don't call it right. I call it traditional. Huh? I call it traditional. Yeah, yeah. But also, I don't want to call it traditional because that's... I don't want to live a traditional lifestyle either. I don't want to put a title on it, you know? Lifestyle to do traditional things. Yeah, but I've been thinking about that lately. And, like, my list may change, right? Because we may move to Toronto. That's really not traditional to move out of the country. Wow, but that's cool. Start a whole new life. Because we wanted to have a house by 30. He's 31, so that ain't happening. But, um, But, like, if we move to Toronto for six years, that's not going to happen until I'm, like, 34. And then, like, I wanted to open up a practice by the time I was, like, 32. And if we move to Toronto, that's not going to happen. So I can't live the traditional life that I want to live. So I'm trying to make – I'm just trying to make a life for me. Like, basically, like, how us millennials want to just build mm-hmm. – we, we, we don't want the tradi- – we don't want the white picket fence and have this – family and uh, and work until we fucking die. Like, we don't want to do that. We want to like a moment. Every month. <laughs> we want to, like, have a the Maldives. Like, we want to just fucking live our life. We want to work here and there. We want to <laughs> like, unlimited PTO. We want to work from home. I'm not going to ever get any of that, but... <laughs> This and that. Yeah, damn. Yeah, nah, you actually have to really be present. I love to be present. It's actually an awful experience for me because I actually hate dentistry, but I miss it. Um, I miss interacting with people. I miss the sound of the drill. I miss how it feels in my hands. I miss looking at teeth and tongues. Like, I literally miss it. Teeth and tongues. So, two weeks after this happened, I was like, wow, I went to work for a week to see emergencies. And like, I worked from 9 to 6. I stayed until 7 because it was something to do. And I was like, whoever wants to come in, bring them in. 
I was working late tonight. <laughs> I do not care. And it was it was great, like to, you know, everyone hates work at some point in time, right? Because it's work. But it actually became. I didn't feel like work at that in that moment. It was something to do, and mm -hmm. I was so excited to go. Like I literally worked for a week, and I was just like, "Wow, like, damn! If this quarantine lasts for a long time, like." I'm gonna miss work and I do miss work and I'm actually not going back. So my, my boss said that he can't afford to pay me. So I actually have to look for a job after this, which is who knows what's gonna happen with that. Damn. Oh yeah, Dennis is taking a, a plunge. I'm, I'm probably gonna have to apply for like um, like a clinic or something for a while, which is fine. I, and I, I'm not going to be able to stay in San Diego, which is another problem. You really treat dentists as an elective thing. Like, like I mean, mandatory. Like, I have to get my teeth cleaned. I feel like that's, like, a mandatory life thing. It is, but I feel like in this climate right now, like, that would be, like, the last on the list because... Health concerns, sure. Aerosols and all that stuff is a problem. But, like, toothpaste don't stop in a quarantine, you know what I'm saying? And people literally, like, feel like they're dying when their teeth hurt. Like, I would be on the floor inconsolable. I have seen grown-ass buff men cry because their tooth hurts. Okay, so I can only imagine how people are feeling. Like, can I go to the dentist? Like, where can I go? Like, people are scared. Another thing, people are going to be scared to come back in. So it's going to be a slow progression for us. Like, we're not going to get patients back that soon. So I had a dentist appointment like days before the shutdown and I canceled it. I really canceled it because I didn't like I had some work stuff to, to do. But in order to get my late fees waived, I'm totally going to play the quarantine angle. But I was annoyed with them, though, because after quarantine started, they were emailing me like, hey, reschedule, we're still seeing patients. And I was like, really, dentist office? Like, really, really, you want to take patients during quarantine? <laughs> I definitely remember being pissed off at my dentist, but now I kind of feel bad because I know that they're probably shut down, like, nigga losing money all the time. They're it's still a business at the end of the day, and it's not just the dentist who's getting paid. It's his assistant, it's his front desk office, it's his office manager. There are people that suffer in turn, and everyone's always like, why is the dentist so expensive? We literally got to pay someone else's salary. Yeah. Like, whatever people's salary. We have overhead that's out the wazoo, like lights, water, literally everything. So, I know a lot of people complain about the expense of dentistry, but, like, just like we create jobs, we're paying people, we're helping people. No one understands that, though. Everyone hates them. No. Oh my God. The dentist is so important. Look at my beautiful. <laughs> Girl, people come in, and the minute they sit down, the first thing they say is, You know, I hate the dentist, right? <laughs> I will say that I have prefaced, like when I had, I'm not, Kathy. <sighs> That's popular opinion. Do not sure. judge me right now, but I did have a gingivitis scare like a year ago. It was very, it was a wake up call. It was like all the things, very transformational for me. And when I went into that appointment, when my shit was going haywire, bitch, I was bleeding. I was just, it was just a lot happening. And I was like, I almost was in tears with my hygienist, like, Megan. 
this is not what you think. Like, it is, but it isn't. Like, it's rough out here. Please help me. I'm scared. I'm nervous. It's going to hurt. I, like, I, I just did a whole disclaimer. And, you know, they got me together very swiftly. And I'm, I'm good now. But, bitch, I was shook. And I was given all the excuses, all the disclaimers. All the I'm scared, don't hurt me. Oh my god, <laughs> it was rough out here. It was bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's not a comfortable situation to ever be in. Like, it's very, um, it's a very vulnerable like position to be in, actually. Because here I am towering over you with things that may potentially make you bleed, right? Like a drill spinning, um, poking at your gums, like, and you can't even see what the fuck is going on. Right. So it's a very vulnerable position to be in, but like the fact that people come in and you don't even know me, and you tell me you hate me, like it kind of, kind of sucks some days, but I just be like, you know, I hate people, right? <laughs> I hate your little stank breath ass too, nigga. <laughs> Um, yeah that sucks people hate I feel like people hate the other doctor more than them and stuff no no they don't they respect the crap out of me I'm fucked up I, I fuck with y'all my my homegirl is at Howard Dental right now oh yeah you mentioned that you mentioned yeah. That. yeah I should like connect y'all so y'all can talk about dentistry and what year is she three oh it's gonna be rough yeah like, I've been thinking about dental students because there's so many requirements that you have. And then, like, to not, like, first years, I really sympathize because what the fuck are they going to do? They need to be practical. Like, they need to build the skill. Mm-hmm. And you can't move on second year. There's no way. And second years can't I, move on third year. So I have a friend at Howard Dental and a friend at Howard Med. And Howard Med is in her second year and she's, like, preparing for boards. And it's, like, all just, like, fucked up and dental she's like taking a bunch of she said that they're overcompensating with work because they're not doing like rounds but there's like all of the didactic work I don't feel is as necessary as the hand skill that you need because at the end of the day you're going to forget all of that shit all of it and it has to be practical like everything that I remember I just remember it with my hands you know what I'm saying? Like, it just has to be practical. You have to use your hands. So, like, even me now, like, after a month, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, will I forget how to do this? Like, will I be able to do this? Will I still have the same hand, hand skills? That security is so important. And, yeah. and when you're just learning this skill, like, it's going to be hard for them to get back into the groove. Um, but, I mean, she's a third year, so she's been doing it for three years. I really empathize with, um, I'm sorry, sympathize for first and second years because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Facts. Rough out here in quarantine, dog. We still out here. We out here indefinitely. I don't know about y'all. My home state of Georgia making an ass of itself trying to reopen. I don't know, but I hope the people just don't listen. You know? I feel like Atlanta is not. I mean, I don't know about the rest of Georgia, but our beautiful black folks, no way. Indefinitely, so I'm hoping that this heat wave kills the whole thing out here. <laughs> I'm hoping. Green big, you sound like Trump. Let the light come in. 
The light can come in through the skin or another way. The viruses do not thrive in the heat. So he made, he did make a point there. That is true. But we don't know nothing about this coronavirus. So he's saying that he made. That's where we got that shit in Africa. And it was hot out that bitch. So Africa got it. They're just not reporting their numbers. Now, I'm talking about when we went to Ghana. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Because literally everyone was fucking sick and coughing all over each other. Oh, God, gross. It was bad. But they be drinking the chloroquine, the... They drink that shit for breakfast, so you're actually... That's probably why it's not as... Uh, In their blood already. It's already... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was, I was on a um, adopter forum, and there's a lot of, like, Nigerian and Ghanaian doctors, and they were like, oh, my gosh, like, my parents literally, like... It, that was, like, their punishment. They would, like, have to, like, take one. And they said that it makes you really itchy. Makes you really, really itchy. So weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually fucking child abuse. Same. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they said that it like they said that they they have like scars from like scra- tearing at their skin because it was so itchy. <laughs> oh my god! That's fucking. Not, not it's not um. So what Trump is recommended is hydroxychloroquine, and what they take is literally just chloroquine, which is a lot stronger. So got it. Americans, white folk, could not tolerate that. They could not. Sounds bad. Like no matter what. So I'm yeah, not, I'm not trying to experiment with any or either. Pretty well. I think that that was really a good episode. Kathy, thanks so much for it looks like us today. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us. I just need to put something in my stomach. I have to eat. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) But um, yeah. Okay, well, Kathy, thank you so much for coming on our show. Thank you for having me. It was such a great conversation. Yes, again. Thank you so much for inviting me again. And happy belated birthday again. Oh, thank you. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. All right. Well, you can find us on the interweb at Sign Me Up Podcast on social media, Sign Me Up Podcast at gmail.com. I'm at Sydney Poppins, too. I'm Cheeky Bobby. I'm Kayla Grand. And that's another episode of Sign Me Up Podcast, signing out.